Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. How do we get students to feel welcome at our youth group and keep coming back? Today, we're going to talk about some practical do's and don'ts of handling new students and stick around to the end because we have a practical hands-on experiment for you to try. That's what we're talking about today on the Ministry Coach Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast-track the growth and health of your youth ministry. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We talk about all things youth ministry. For those of you watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe and like button. And for those of you listening on a podcast, we ask that you would subscribe and also please leave a review on Apple Podcast. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, my name is Jeff Lascola. This is... Kristen Lascola. And today we're kind of talking about that moment where you see that person walk through the doors of your youth building. You're like, who the heck are you? Yeah, (laughs) have no idea who you are. They're either with a friend or they're by themselves. It's better when they're by themselves because they just have that deer Or they might be with a parent. Oh, true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're talking all about the new student that comes to your youth ministry. What do you do? Walk us through that process. Well, first of all... I'm all over them. I'm very (laughs) excited. (laughs) Punch to the face. Kick to the face. Yeah. Well, it does depend a lot, like you said, whether they're alone with a parent, with a friend, because that will kind of change your strategy up a little bit. So I'm going to talk really quick if they are with a parent. So I notice on my midweek program nights, they're usually not with a parent. The parents are like, get out of the car. They leave it running. They're out of there. Sunday morning, usually the parents like come to church. And so they'll walk their kid to the youth room. Yeah. They'll want to meet me and all that. So I'm going to go through that scenario real quick. So this is like Sunday morning, their parent walks them to the room. Um, and what I love to do is number one, make sure I'm actually in my room, Mm -hmm. which that is definitely a juggling act for me. I don't know about you guys, but I have other responsibilities at our church aside from just junior high. And so sometimes I'm needed elsewhere or I'm kind of expected to uh, mingle and talk ming- to the yeah. congregation. And which is great. I love doing right. that. Because you get to meet some of the parents that way too. Absolutely. Or potential volunteers, wink, wink. <laughs> and so I like to be out there, not just in my room all the time and f- striking that balance. We could probably do a whole episode on that because I've learned a lot in that area, especially lately. But I want to be in the room when that parent comes in because then they're like, who's in charge here? (laughs) A bunch of 12 year olds. So I see the parent and I approach them. So you never want to wait for a parent to be like, excuse me, like Mm. who's in charge? Are you the pastor? You know, and it's just the way it is, especially being a female 
times are a change in, but there was a time when they would never think I was the one right. in charge. They'd ask me, where is the pastor? And if you were there, they always thought it was you. But yeah. anyway, so you want to make a beeline for them. Introduce yourself or first. tell your volunteers, hey, if you see a parent come in that looks like they might be new, yeah. go ahead and direct them towards me or yeah, just approach or, them. And make sure that your leaders are comfortable like, hi. Right. You know, I'm Jeff. I volunteer here. Are you looking for the pastor? Blah, blah, blah. So you make initial contact. That's a rule. Make sure you <laughs> always do that. Right. Um, and then what I like to do is give them a brief little tour of the room. So you might be like, well, here we are. There's nowhere <laughs> to take you. But what I do in that is kind of give them a breakdown of what to expect. So not just like, well, you're here and you know what time it starts. Okay, like I like to walk them through like, hey, so when people get here, they usually grab a donut. So you'll see the donuts there. They're free. Help yourself. <laughs> and then after you're in our system, you're going to go over here and you're going to check in. You won't do that today because you're not in our system. But if you come back next week, you'll put in the last four digits of your phone number and you'll check yourself in. And then we have some options like people like to play Foursquare. You can play Super Smash or you can just sit here um, and grab a coffee and col like do those like coloring books. The parents are grabbing a coffee or the students are <laughs> students. grabbing? Students. You let them have coffee? Yeah. Wow. Decaf. I don't think I had coffee until I was like out oh, of college. Oh my gosh, Jeff. Yeah. You, have you met 13 year olds? Well, I guess what the energy drinks they These have, days, it's like coffee's nothing. No, I tell the cafe, give them decaf, but they'll <laughs> go to, like, we have hot chocolate out or regular okay. black coffee available for the adults. They go and get it. Or I'll say like, hey, foosball, blah, blah, blah. People usually hang out until about like 10 minutes after our start time. And then I'm going to bring you guys all together. And this is where you're going to sit. I don't have assigned seating, but just to tell you, the boys usually sit on this side. Mm. The girls usually sit on that side because we've had new kids like, why am I with all girls or all <laughs> boys? Because junior hires do that. Yeah. I don't know why. Always. The boys are always on my right. If I'm on the stage, the girls are always on my left. No matter what That's classroom so I'm in, I could change my classroom and they always do that. Since, and you, have a, you have an aisle down the middle. Yeah. So I want new people to kind of know those things. And then <laughs> I say, and then we'll play a game all together and then we'll do worship and then we'll do a message and then it'll be over at 10 o'clock. So any questions, yeah. you know, whatever. So at least they kind of have like a mental checklist of like not just sitting there waiting for the next thing. And then after I've talked with them and their parent, if their parents are there, I give the parents something in their hand. I've talked about this, I think before, because I'm having deja vu, you know, but like a calendar. So here's our winter calendar. You can see everything we have coming up. My contact info's on the bottom as well as our social media handles. Feel free to reach out. And then I give them any flyers we have coming up for upcoming events. And lastly, an info card that I would like to think the students can fill out themselves, but sometimes middle schoolers don't know their address. If yeah. you work with high schoolers, good for <laughs> you. You probably have people who know where they live. Middle schoolers, it's about, I would say 40% of them know their That's address, crazy. which always blows me away. Yeah. I, like, would, I, feel, I feel like they teach that in like first grade or I know. Even before that. I like, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like we live in a suburb of San Diego, but they'll like write San Diego, like <laughs> as their city. I'm like, well, Still works. we're in San Diego County, yeah. but you live in Fallbrook, you know? <laughs> Anyways, they're silly. They're silly kids. So the reason we do that 
I want to pause on this for a moment. So the info card, here's the information you need or I need that you should need (laughs) if you don't. Obviously, their first and last name, you want their date of birth, their gender, their phone number, a parent email, their grade. Um, That might be everything. Did I say phone number? Well, you did now. Okay. So it's a little card that has all of that and have them hand it back to you. I have a little mailbox in my room. And when they're done filling it out, I say, just go ahead and stick it in the mailbox. Dumb tax. I should look at that before they put it in their in the mailbox. Mickey Mouse. Well, phone number one, two, three. Okay, I get a few of those little (laughs) sweetie pies every once in a while, but for the most part, there's just stuff missing. Okay, and so what we do with that information is we put it in kind of a people tracking software system, so that we can number one. Students check in digitally based on like the last four digits of their phone number. Mm -hmm. And that's how we do attendance. But also it helps us keep really great, accurate attendance and be able to reach out to parents if we need to. They will go on my email distribution list. So now the parents are getting my parent email. Mm -hmm. They'll get flyers for things. If we send anything in the mail, a label will automatically print out if they're like uh, tagged as a part of my ministry. And we use a software system called Arena, but there's billions out there, Mm -hmm. I assume. So if your church doesn't do a really good job of keeping track of people, um, you might want to pitch that to your senior pastor of, hey, we might want to upgrade our systems of how we keep track of people because that's what we call closing the back door a little bit. Because if we don't know who's coming in and we can't keep track of the last time they've been here or where they've served mm-hmm. or the last time they were in a small group or whose small group they were in, we can't do a very good job of like assimilation Uh it's just what based off of our recollection, right. our memory. You know, well, what if I you mean? have a ministry of three kids, you might be able to remember all. Three, okay, but. so if you're a very, very small ministry, when I was a very small ministry, I'm glad you brought that up. I just kept track in Excel, mm-hmm. and I had January through. March or something as a block. And I would put in the names and I would have students fill out physical attendance cards every week. Mm-hmm. And you did I, a lottery for yeah, when Yeah, I'd would... make it fun. So there would be an attendance card on their seat when they came in. And then I'd collect them all. And then we'd pick a winner and we'd do a fun elimination game with that. Just a, an incentive for them to fill it out. And then I would take those. And then Monday morning, you know, after church, I would go through and physically put every single one in, check that they were there. And that worked, Mm -hmm. you know, as we've grown in size and complexity, we need a different system. But if you're sitting here like, yeah, like they're going to buy a huge software system to keep track of my 10 kids, then excel and keep accurate books yourself. Mm -hmm. So you can put their information in there so that you have it. But trust me, you want to have information on people. Don't just like leave it up to who is that one person and what's their mom's like, there will come a time when you need that stuff. So that was a little like sidebar on how to keep track of people. So Your student is there, they've had the tour, their parents have some information and their parent leaves and now they're just there. (laughs) And you guys are awkwardly looking into each other's eyes. 60 seconds of uninterrupted (laughs) eye contact. (laughs) What every student wants, right? So here's what I like to do now is 
I like to just chit chat a little bit one-on-one with them because we need to get to know them. But what I'm simultaneously doing in my brain is getting their vibe. I'm trying to match them like little matchmaker of like, where can I see you? Like what students can I see you thriving with? And so I'm like chatting, like, so what school do you go to? What grade are you in? What'd you do this weekend? Do you play any sports at Mm -hmm. your school? Blah, blah, blah. Have you ever been here before? Well, what other youth groups have you attended? And do you know anyone that goes here? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we're talking and then I have a few go-to students and these are people that I, um, you can trust to hand off those people yeah. too. And that they'll- they're usually student leadership types Yeah, and they're usually people I've talked to before about this. Um, code words. You want to know my code word? Mufasa? Yeah. Yeah, it's been that for a long time. It so. has. So I'll say like, so I had a student named um, Andrea and she was so good with new people. She was super friendly, relaxed, which is a very rare skill in a middle schooler. Like they don't necessarily have great like people skills right. all the time. So if you have a few gems, it's good to have a couple guys and a couple girls. And I would just go over to Andrea and I'd be like, Mufasa pink stripes. And she would look <laughs> around the room and she'd be like, Hello, Mufasa. I'm <laughs> it means go make friends with the person yeah. in the pink stripes because they're looking a little lonely and they only want to talk to an adult for so long. So sometimes I'll go introduce that person to my go-to student. Like, mm. hey, Andrea, Jeff's new. You know, can he sit with you guys or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course. All oh, right. and here is the trick. Don't set a junior higher or any student because just because they're in high school doesn't mean they're good at this either. High schoolers are pretty dang awkward too. (laughs) Just saying. Um, You set them up for success. You, we've talked about this in our room design episode. You need things for them to do together because the students aren't just going to be like, so what are your hopes and dreams? Do you like stuff? Stuff. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Pepper, huh? Mm, me Yummy. Too. And then they just stare. And then they don't know forward. what to do. So That's adults too. It don't, totally yeah. is. But adults, you're not going to be like, want to go play Smash Brothers? Well, you might. You never know. Well, anyways, my room is designed so that they can do things, things together. To do. And you want to time it well too. So it's not like, well, you've got 20 minutes to kill, Mm. you know, like hopefully you can chat with them a little bit, then offer them a donut, then like kind of occupy them for a bit and then pass them off somewhere. But so in my room, there's some options and that's when I've noticed students start to like, okay, like I feel a part of this place and I don't just have to awkwardly sit in a chair and wait for program to start. Those things look like, ultimate four square in the middle of our room, you know, you get in line. It's very easy, low risk, nine square. My room's not big enough for that, but if it were, I would be doing that. Gaga ball, smash brothers, foosball, air hockey, whatever. Have a lot of options for things for students to do. I have a, would you rather board? We've talked about that before Mm. you. That's a great conversation starter. So all these things are strategic. It's not just like, wahoo, it's a fun place. It's like, well, the fun is to help assimilate you and help you feel comfortable. So 
the would you rather board. It's like, you could bring them over there. Have you read this or what, what would you do? And blah, blah, blah. And maybe you can go on that a little bit. So when you give them to the student, the Mufasa, you just <laughs> hope that like, Hey, you guys can play ultimate Foursquare for a while yeah. together. And then church starts and you've already been kind of hanging out with these kids. So Mufasa is going to ask you to sit with them and I'm going to, I, and that's something you coach students to do. Those go-to students is to say this student, these new students that I passed to you again, these are usually student leadership kids. So the expectation is different is they never sit by themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they're never alone. They're never kind of like, what do I do? When we play a game, they're on your team. If there's partners for something, they're your partner. If there's that chair next to you, you say, hey, I saved you a seat. They're never supposed to fend for themselves. And so this is a lot of trust you're putting in these student yeah. leaders. And if you don't have a student, use a leader. Mm. Like, especially some of the younger leaders, I think junior hires are like, well, you're like 19 and want to be my friend. Like they get like, I think kind of excited about yeah. that too. So I have a few leaders that are just magic with like the new kids and the kids get really, really excited. So stop here for a second. Yeah. How long do you let that go on? Because a new kid comes the first week, great. And then hopefully they come back the next week. Do you say to your Mufasa student, do it again? Or is it like, well, we did it one week. That's it. That's all you get. Um, so at that point, it's when like as pastors, we kind of know when someone's on the fringe and not able to self-assimilate yet. Mm -hmm. And so if you still see that kid, so the beauty would be if that Sunday kid came on a Tuesday and got in a small group and got to know people, now they're feeling a part of the group, mm -hmm. they'll probably move a lot faster. Yeah. But if they're just a Sunday morning kid, they probably will need a few weeks before they feel like okay. this is my place, right. you know? So yeah, you want to keep, you know, asking that kid like Mufasa, get that kid, you know, <laughs> because I drive it so hard into those kids. Let me tell you the number one reason people don't come back to church because they didn't make any friends and because they felt alone and lonely and disconnected. I said, it has it has nothing to do with my message. Okay. This is on you people, <laughs> but really for a 12 or 13 year old, the message is important, yeah. but that's not going to be why they tell their parents. They don't want to go back to church right. for the most part. You'll get a few that are very theologically, you know, <laughs> writing notes. Sorry, and you, that you get those students that are theologically and they're like, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> they were theological well, like all over the place. Really, really like they want more than yeah. what you're no, that sounded wrong. They want no, an adult not. service, and this is a junior high yeah, service. Yeah. So saved you there. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> all right, boys and girls. Here's what we're doing. Watch, today. watch, listen, listen, watch, Jesus watch, listen, listen. All right, let's go. Um so what were what was the point? It, the number one reason they don't come back is they oh, don't feel connected. Yeah, that's why students not going to come back. So you can work harmoniously with these students to say, "Hey, you reach out, you be a friend, you get them comfortable and I'll preach the gospel. I'm not asking you to like 
take them down the Romans road and then play a worship song. Mm. I'll do it all. Right. Your job, this is your contribution to the body of Christ is hospitality mm. and warmth. And I will do it, but it has to come from a peer. And so I kind of charge them with that, like, that language of like, this is ministry that you're doing. Like, this isn't like, Hey, new kid at three o'clock, like do something about it. But it's like, this is ministry. So empowering your student leadership team, like this is a big deal. People stop coming to church for these reasons. And that's not going to happen because it also goes, I, one time, but this is again, I think in, in college again, like I, told a college story before. <laughs> I think I said something about college. That's what I'm going no, with. No, you didn't. <laughs> so I went to the first time going to this church and I'm okay sitting by myself. I'm an introvert and like, I'm totally fine with that. But some people came over and fossed me. <laughs> I told them to. You know, so, I was in junior yeah. high. <laughs> so they hung out. They hung out with me and, you know, talked to me a little bit like that. I really wasn't that amped on the church, the service, and everything. So in my mind, I was like, this is probably the last time I'm going to come. And they said, like, afterwards, like, hey, it was really good having you here. Like, will we see you next week? And I I felt pressure, and I was like, yeah. And then I left. I'm like, dang it, now I have to come back. But I'm like, oh, let's do it. And I did. I came back. And that next week, I see the same people, and they introduce themselves. I'm like, so you don't even remember me? (laughs) I you could have, have been, totally not I gone back. Been gone and it's been a, yeah. So those were bad mufasas. But I came back and I stuck around, so it worked. They tricked me into coming, <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today <laughs> on the Ministry of God podcast: manipulation. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it does. It helps, and it and it makes that. It's I don't know. It's a little bit of accountability, even for a, when you're an adult. Like yeah, okay. hey, see you next week. It's like oh, I better. Come back, otherwise they won't see me well, next week. Well, and what I try to do is not see you next week, see you on Tuesday. Right. I try to really push them toward our midweek program. Like, hey, right. do you go to a youth group? Oh my gosh, you should come on Tuesday. You'll love it. You'll get in a small group. So let's kind of turn the corner now and like, okay, they're at your midweek service. So, oh, you know what? I forgot to say, Jeff. That's me. <laughs> hey, you. Okay, dumb tax moment. <laughs> this is like a don't do what I did because right. it's super stupid. We should have a section on every podcast go super stupid. <laughs> it sucks. Don't do it. Okay. I used to be such a lame nerd. You said used to be. <laughs> You're funny. Go on. You're not as funny as you think you are. <laughs> okay. So if we had a new student on Sunday, well, I'm an extrovert, and right. so I don't really get embarrassed that easily. I Clearly. Mean, it's <laughs> in fact, I enjoy a little embarrassment. <laughs> so I used to have, if it was a new student, stand up. Yeah. <sighs> and I'd be like, come on. Right after, right after announce or during announcements. Yeah. Stand Do we have any new students? Can we, can we bring are. the spotlight on this kid? And they'd stand up and I'd be like, what's your name? <laughs> um and what's your favorite, favorite ride, ride at, at Disneyland? Disneyland? Um, I've never I don't been, have one. Uh, I've never been to Disneyland. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I don't eat ice cream. What kind of air do you breathe? I don't breathe air. You're like, come on. <laughs> but what kind was... of air do you breathe? That was funny. <laughs> kind of. Um, but it was so like looking back on that, 
That's, that's like the number one thing yes, a middle schooler does That's what doesn't I was going to say. That's the number one thing I would tell people <laughs> don't do. And I would do it every week. And I don't think those people probably ever came back. And I would <laughs> give them a piece of candy and I'd be like, yeah, we're so glad you're here. And probably on the inside, they're like, boom, 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 right. boom, 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 boom. Help me, help me. Because I think back to me at 12, 11, 12, 13, I would literally have died totally. i wasn't always this extroverted or if they would go around in a, in a classroom say your name oh I'd be you're panicking. like sweating and like i, I made do them do that name. at church so here's the whole point of that is just let them fly under the radar yeah. just don't here's the language to use if you want to give them like a a gift or something like that you could always say like hey if we have any any new students because see me that's after. making them think, oh, I might not be the only one. Yeah. If you if there's any new students here, we have a gift for you in the back <laughs> and you know, you can come pick it up in the sound booth after service. You don't hand it to them right then because everyone's like, yeah. you're new. So, anyways, a gift for a middle schooler, take a wild guess. Candy, yeah, dirt, sugar. Yeah. So you could do full size candy bars with a little welcome note, like with your social media handles on it, or just welcome to North coast church. We're glad you're here. Things I've done in the past too, were, um, a free drink at our cafe. I would prepay for those, um, and get some things from our cafe. We had like a full, like real coffee house at our church. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Caramel fraps, that's their love language. That's, that's like Sundays and your midweek, right? Yeah. That's open. Yes. Is there have you ever done anything where it was like, come if it's a Sunday, come Tuesday and redeem this? Uh yeah. We have because um like our snack shack, it's not open on Sundays. So mm. sometimes I'd give them a gift card, one free item from the snack shack, and they would have to come back on Tuesday. That's okay. a great strategy. So I've done, you know, a mix of those things, you know, in the past. So Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about midweek kind of stuff. So we divide our small groups by gender and grade. Okay. So if you're trying to decide where to put this new kid, that can make it really easy. Well, you're an eighth grade boy. There you go. Yeah. We had multiple groups of, so we'd have two eighth grade boy groups, two seventh grade boy groups, two sixth grade boy groups, mm -hmm. and so on. So then the decision gets a little more complicated and you have to decide do you fit here or here. So hopefully in some of those conversations, you can tell like, and I kind of divide my small groups that way too. Like I, and I won't die on this hill, feel free to change my mind, but I usually say birds of a feather stick together mm. and I make small groups based off of you kind of all are these types of people. Mm. I don't try to be like, hey, try to make friends with someone that you usually wouldn't because to me that doesn't work even as an adult. I'm right. like, I love you. We're probably never going to hang out. And again, you want them to connect. So That's the what whole better point. way of doing it than putting you with people that you're like. Exactly. So it's like, well, all these skater boys are very similar. Um, and then all these boys. I can't hear skater boy without saying see later, later boy. boy. Sorry. Nerd. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> so you kind of decide which one to put them in. Yeah. And once you've made that choice, then you want to introduce them to the small group leader as soon as possible. So like, Hey Jeff, this is Gabriel. He's brand new tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, he's going to be in your small group. So then now as his small group leader, 
you, I would kind of expect you to take the reins on him. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, Gabriel, let me show you where we're going to meet when we split up into small groups. See this classroom here. That's our small group room. When we get dismissed after the message, that's where you're going to come. And then you, I would hope you kind of take him around and introduce him to some of the boys in your group. Mm -hmm. I would give you permission to get him a free item from the snack shack. So you stand in line with him. You're kind of chatting. And if he is just a two, Tuesday kid and he hasn't come on Sunday, then the small group leader is the one who needs to make sure he fills out an information card in small groups. So that's just a little bit different, but it's up to the small group leader too. So just kind of like how, you know, you could use students to do this or your small group leader, but same thing, make sure this kid is never sitting alone, Mm -hmm. make sure they have a team for the game, make sure they know kind of how things are going to run on your midweek program. And then lastly, um, you want to do some follow-up after. So whether this is a Sunday morning thing or a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever night you meet thing, I like to do follow-up in two ways. Um, number one, I send a postcard. I, yeah, that feels so old, but I do. (laughs) I mean, what 11 year old is getting personal mail? Okay. So it's awesome. So I have these postcards made up with our ministry logo. They're small, so there's not a lot to write. It goes pretty quick. In the past, I've written these. I've had students write them. Just proof them a little bit if students do. (laughs) I've had interns write them, but basically like, hey, Gabriel, it was so great to see you on Tuesday. So glad you came. You could reference something you guys talked about. Like, hey, good luck with your game this Saturday. Hope to see you again next week. Love, Jeff, or whatever. Um, Love, Jeff. Heart Jeff. Okay. Dash Jeff. Like. Sincerely. Yeah. Cordially. Your brother in Christ, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> in him. <laughs> um, and then you pop it in the mail. And then the other follow-up is if you've got that info card, you should have a parent email. Doesn't always happen. Sometimes the junior hires drop the ball on that. But I like to email the parent and say, hey. This is Kristen. I'm the junior high pastor at North Coast Church in Fallbrook. It was so great to have Gabriel with us on Tuesday. Would love your feedback on how he thought it went. And if there's anything, you know, we can do, would love to see him back again. He was so sweet, blah, blah, blah. If he wasn't sweet, just leave that part out. But (laughs) we're not flattering anyone. We're telling the truth (laughs) or just leaving the truth out, maybe. So, yeah, you follow up with the parent just so that now you've made a connection point with them. And parents, sometimes they'll be like, oh, my gosh, like I'll get emails back like, whoa, thank you so much. Yeah, they had a great time. Can't wait for them to come back, blah, blah, blah. I just love establishing communication right off the bat. And so that they know they can come to us with anything. And sometimes it's kind of weird too. A parent just drops their kid off for the first time and they'll be like, so do I like check them in or like, what do I do? Do I sign a permission slip? I'm like, no, we end at nine. We'll see you then. So, okay. You know, like (laughs) I think a new environment, I try to give them a little anchor of like, Hey, we're like, we're legit. We're not just like a bunch of like fly by night. Yeah. Like, Hey, bring your kid here at night on a Tuesday. And I don't know, we'll do something. Like right. I try to come across, like we've got our well, act together. Usually you figure they probably either go to your church or that kid knows somebody who does. Got invited. Yeah. Cause it would be, I've had random, like, yeah, that's true. Hey, we just moved here. You know, we have a lot of military where we live mm-hmm. and a lot of kids, they'll just be like, 
yeah, we don't know anyone. We just moved here like brand new at the junior high school right. here. So anyways, just, just a little like tied up in a bow follow up and, and some of these steps will need to be repeated. Like you brought up the Mufasa thing. Like mm. if they're not connecting, like keep getting those kids to, you know, um, pursue them and leaders to pursue them and all of that. But I hate watching kids be on the fringe, on the fringe, on the fringe, yeah. then disappear. That is as a pastor, what kills me is like the only reason you're not coming to church is because, and, and sometimes it's kind of the kid's fault. Like we can't just say, well, we were awful. It's like, sometimes they're just the kind of person that like, they have such a hard time accepting connection. Yeah. And that is a huge challenge for me because I've had students like, I'm sitting with them every single week and asking them about everything and like making sure they feel so welcome. And you can tell they're just not accepting connection. Stop talking to me. I You're know. super weird. And it just makes me like so anxious of like, why wouldn't you, you like, you why know, wouldn't you be my friend, you know, like when you want to tell an animal, I love you and you don't have <laughs> to be scared, you. but they run and you're like, no, if you would you just chase them down, give me a chance smack them over the head with I a hammer, would cuddle you and love you and feed you and wrap you in a blanket. Like, why don't you trust me? Yeah. You know? And sometimes those kids, no matter if it's me or a leader or student, like they can't accept connection. And sometimes there's just nothing we can do about it. But I always, I never want it to be said like, why, why didn't you go back? Well, they weren't friendly. Yeah. No one knew my name. No one came and sat with me. Why didn't you come back? They were like way too friendly. <laughs> that pastor was a freak. <laughs> <laughs> now, so was that it, it for everything you had on there? Cause I had a question. Yeah. Okay. You kind of went through if the parent was with them. Yes. So what if the kid just wanders in on their own? Like you said, a lot of times on a Tuesday, uh -huh. they just drop them off. Kind of the same thing. Same I thing. mean, just yeah. some kid on them. I would go up and ask some questions so that I know. All right. Or like on a Sunday, do you give them the tour of everything too? Or uh -huh. is that only if the parent no, is there? Okay. I'll do it with just a student. And a great question is, do you know anyone that goes here? Because sometimes they're like, well, I'm waiting for my friend. Yeah. I don't know where she is. And then I know like, okay, like you're going to be okay once they get here. But if they're like, um, no, like we have an apartment complex like by us. And sometimes kids like walk over from mm -hmm. there. And so... It's like if they know nobody, then, yeah, you want to be really intentional with who you put them with, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I would do all the similar things like, hey, okay. we have foosball here. You I can figured, but we kind of specified in the beginning. I thought maybe there's something different. You No, do. no, no. Okay. Good, well, good clarification. Though. All great tips. Make sure. I love that word intentionality and relationships. That's all. That's ministry. That's all it is. That's all it is. And Jesus, most importantly. So make sure you guys are attacking those kids right when they come <laughs> through the doors <laughs> and their parents. But make sure that no kid comes, stays, and leaves your ministry without any point of connection. Oh, even when you said it, it hurt. <laughs> so yeah, pound that you into your... You know why I felt so invisible in because high school? Because you had that happen? Yeah. I don't... To be honest, I don't think... I touch you a lot. <laughs> You're hitting me. I just feel connected to you. I don't we know what married. it is about you. It's that marriage thing. No, it's, no I don't know. It's it's definitely something not else. That. Something else. You remind me of someone. <laughs> <laughs> like when I went to youth group as a kid, it was a very great program, great camps, all that. I 
would be shocked. I can think of one leader, I think in high school, one year that knew my name. I don't think anyone else in leadership or any other kids even knew who I was. So I kind of just kept showing up and then eventually I didn't. And Mm -hmm. I kind of just from the ages of 15 to 18 just bailed because it just didn't seem to make a difference whether I was there or not. Nobody knew my name. Nobody asked me anything about myself. No one tried to get to know me. And I was not extroverted like I am now. I was very insecure. And so the thought of like, hi, I'm new. Can I be your friend? Like I'd rather like die. And so it was just sort of like this thing where it's like no, and the messages were good. The Mm -hmm. content was good. The camps were good. It just was like, I'm totally invisible here. And then I ended up going back to church after I graduated from high school and I was more of an adult then. And I didn't really care at that point. I was like, I'm here for the message. I want to sit alone in the dark. I could care less. But in high school, I cared a lot about connection. And so anyways, I guess that's just a little like mini violin story for you. No, but But. anybody that's had that happen knows what it feels like. And just you feel like you see all the little clicks around you maybe not even clicks but it's like you have your friends you have your friends and then here i am yeah and nobody reaches out and it's it, it does hurt because then you're just like what do i do and right and you know everybody get in a group it's like what group i, I don't know, know anybody Ugh. group up into a groups of four you're like four 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 <laughs> four and then there's some random kid like hey you two don't know anybody you're in we'll a group. just put them with a bunch of leaders <laughs> <laughs> You guys keep score. Can you guys go over the side? <laughs> yeah, it, it it's frustrating, you know, as a leader to see that and then to be in that in that person's shoes, like to see like I don't. And you fit know what I used right to here. do? I used to take my leadership kids. If you want to try this, I was going to mention that. Okay, I don't, I don't know if that was be good for another episode, but now we've gone so far we've that gone we probably too need to far. talk about it. I can say it really quick, but we would take we. we've gone too far our leadership kids to a different youth group and have them experience because they were so comfortable it's like the church is their home they've totally forgotten what it's like to be new take them to a brand new youth group where they don't know the place they don't know anyone that goes there and i would send them in one at a time and like you can't talk to each 60 other second, 60 second intervals yeah yeah and they weren't allowed to sit near each other talk to each other and that was even an advantage because at least there was a familiar face right. in the room and i actually one year split it up to two different youth groups i had a leader take half of them to one place i took him to the other half so there'd be less familiarity and obviously you talk to the pastor ahead of oh, time for said, sure hey we're bringing our kids hi and- it's gonna get real awkward tonight is that okay and the Other pastors are always like, absolutely, you know, but it was just, then we'd have a great discussion afterwards of like, guys, tell me what that was like. And I remember Ariel, Mm -hmm. she was like, Kristen, that was awful. Why did you do that to us? Please don't ever do that again. I was so scared. And I'm like, okay, remember that feeling because every time a kid comes to our youth group that doesn't know anyone, try to feel that again. And how would you have wanted people to treat you when you came in do that well it's a win-win too because if that other youth ministry is really inviting and really accepting hey there's a new kid and they can't come up sure what your experience can be like wow i felt really accepted yeah oh well why was that because they came up and said hi and they invited me into their game and they let me sit with them and then yeah like you're saying the other way 
no one talked to me. No one invited me to sit next right. to them. I didn't have anyone to play the game with. It's like, that sucked, huh? It's like, yeah. So it's a real great life lesson. For sure. I Yeah, I could see even as an adult doing something like that and being like, this was awkward. You know, but you I don't really at least care walk up to people. anymore, you know? <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I don't now. even care. <laughs> I don't. But I remember what it felt like to really care. So, so yeah. You can you can take that idea and run with it. It was a very impactful uh, experience that and now some of them are my leaders. Like they've grown up. Now they're not students anymore. They're adults and they lead small groups and they still talk about that. Right. Like, How it scarred oh, them. I hated that. <laughs> so um, anyways, it's something good, cool but. to try with your youth group if you have another youth pastor in the area that'd be willing to do that. So anyways, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And remember, subscribe. And for those of you on the podcast, leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time.